If you want to prevent yourself from repeating mistakes over and over again, which is something that I've done way too much in my life, by the way, but if you want to present, if you want to prevent that, then you need to have a system in place in order to make sure that you're following the right steps to complete certain tasks. And I'll give you an example of this, um, a kind of trivial one, but then we'll move into one that kind of relates more to code. So um, I hate doing the dishes, like I guess probably most people. And it's something that I have to do regularly at the moment because our dishwasher is broken and somebody's still like fixing it and it's been broken for like a month now. Um, But anyway, a while back, in order to make sure that I could do the dishes quickly and so that I could make it as painless as possible, I came up with a process for doing the dishes. And just to step back a little bit here, one of the reasons I did this is because I used to get serious anxiety over doing the dishes. Like, unusual anxiety. I would start getting mad at people and I would start complaining to myself thinking, oh, why do I have to do this? Like, poor me, doing the dishes is such a waste of my life. And (laughs) all of these poisonous thoughts started to appear and I was like, dude, it's just doing the dishes. Everybody in the world has to do it. Well, not everyone in the world, but you get the point. So I'm like, all right, let's come up with a process for this so that there's less anxiety around doing the dishes and I always know the next task. That's one of the things that always, you know, made me feel crap about doing the dishes, knowing, not knowing what task to do next. I felt like everything was just always all over the place and I was like, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to clean this and all my dishwater is in there but there's like liquid inside of this item and I don't want to pour it into the dishwater otherwise it ruins the dishwater and it starts, you know, all my dishes get a coffee smell. <laughs> I know it seems silly but these things like really matter to me. So, this is the process that I, that I came up with. And I've got to tell you, since I came up with it and I actually wrote it down, like I've literally written it down. And uh, at my old house, I even printed it out and put it on the wall. But now it's kind of committed to memory. Anyway, this is what it is. First thing is to put away the dishes. Because you can't do anything until you've put away everything that needs to be put away. Otherwise, you've got no room to put the stuff that's clean. You know, it's just logical. So first, I put away the dishes. And then I start from one side of the bench... Um, Since, you know, it's usually overwhelming and there's a lot of stuff on the bench, I'll start from one side and work my way all the way to the other side of our bench. So it's kind of a long sort of island type bench and I just go from one end to the other. And as I go, I put items away, um, like, you know, pasta sauce or whatever's just been like left on the bench, Um, you know, like, um, I don't know, Vegemite spread or whatever. We eat a lot of Vegemite in Australia. I'll put items away. And then I'll rinse items if they're too dirty. Uh, So if there's like a whole lot of chocolate on there or something from something that we've eaten or like flour. And then I'll put dishes in order of size. Okay, and that's really important because it allows me to Tetris like all of my dishes away when I'm ready to do that. All right, so anyway, I put away the clean dishes. I start from one end of the bench to the other. um, And then I will clean the dishes. And since everything is in order and it's like nicely... um, it's just like nicely arranged. It's really easy to just go through one set of... It's just really easy to sort of like hit one of those items down one after the other. Um, and it's easy to put them away in the dish rack because it's, I go from smallest to largest. And so it, I know it seems like really silly. And even as I'm explaining it, it feels a, a little bit um, insane. But if you think about it, you are putting so much of your life, your precious life, we get one shot on this planet, depending on what you believe in. I believe I get one shot on this planet. Am I seriously going to waste it by being inefficient doing the dishes? 
Like, oh my goodness, I want to write code. I want to do videos. I want to help people. So let's get really efficient at these mundane tasks like doing the dishes and putting our clothes away and like all that kind of stuff that isn't important, really. Um... You know, it's stuff that needs to get done, but it's not seriously important. I'm not going to be on my deathbed and say, oh, I wish I did more dishes. I'm going to be on my deathbed and be like, I wish I loved people more. I wish I spent more time with the people that I adored. I'm going to wish that I, I did more videos and helped more people on the planet and created more of an impact in the world. So... Anyway, after I've all done all of that, then I will soak any of the larger items like pots and pans if um, they're not done yet. But the point is, I have a process for this. And now when I do the dishes, for some reason, this has just completely lifted the anxiety. And I actually kind of enjoy doing them, as crazy as that may sound. I actually enjoy doing the dishes now. So the reason I'm telling this story is because now I've started feeling this feeling again when it comes to designing layouts. I hate the finickiness around designing layouts, dealing with Flexbox or Grid or whatever whatever you're using. Um, it's just like so annoying and so frustrating and there's so many corner cases and edge cases. So I thought, and the reason I came across this is because I'm currently working on a getting started guide for Quasar and I'm at the layout section of the getting started guide, you know, dealing with Quasar's layout. And by the way, this is not Quasar's fault at well. This is, uh, uh, this is not Quasar's fault. This is because CSS is so like... It's so weird and it's kind of like, and layout is just frankly a tough problem because we have to design for all of these different screen sizes. So anyway, I thought I need to come up with a good process for this because I've spent about two weeks trying to think of how to teach this stuff. And if I'm really honest, I struggle with it myself. So it's like, let's come up with a process. And this is what I came up with. And this is what I'm going to use um, to teach layout. And now that I know it, I actually feel so much better. And I actually kind of want to start building layouts for things because it's starting to actually become fun. Just like doing the dishes was. One, you know, once you become up, come up with a process, iterating on that like process, designing something using that process is actually fun. Coming up with a process is often a bit of a drag, but once you've got it, it's really fun to start using it. And so this is what I've got. First of all, I designed the skeleton using a whiteboard with colors. That's really important, making sure I do it with colors so the design is super clear. And to design that skeleton, uh, I use Miro, which is kind of like a whiteboarding application. And I'll have like a background that's always black so that I know what the background color looks like. And then I'll start adding in those sections. So I'll add a row here. And then within that row, I will add, um, I will add like the content. And I always do this um, as a mobile layout. So I've always, always got to be mobile first. Okay, so design the skeleton with a mobile first design, which means that the width of basically everything is, if you understand um, grids, um, not grid, um, I mean like grids using Flexbox and you know, the idea that you have 12 sections and you want it to add up to 12. So basically every single section is going to have a width of 12. And so I designed that skeleton on a whiteboard. So after I've designed the skeleton, for each of those sections, okay, because you'll have like the landing page, um, if this is a landing page, the first section will be like your hero and then the second section might be like... Um, a call to action, and then underneath that you might have testimonials. And so I'll do one section at a time, and this is what I do for each of those sections. First, I create the skeleton. All right, so I already have the skeleton laid out because I did it on Miro, you know, using, using a whiteboard. Create the skeleton with fake heights and background colors, and with all of the columns set to extra small. 
So let me say that one more time. Create the section, the skeleton for that section, with fake heights and background colors with all colors set to extra small. Sorry, all columns set to extra small. So why do I do that? Well, first of all, I only create the skeleton first because I just want to make sure that um, because it's it's just less overhead in my brain, making sure that everything is, um, you know, positioned correctly, like sort of in the sectioned correctly. And the reason I have fake heights is because you can't even see those skeletons unless you've got heights on those components. Um, so if I set a height of 400 pixels, then I can actually see the background color of, you know, if I set the background color to blue, just so I can see what it will look like, I can actually see that with fake heights. Um, and with all of the columns set to extra small. And the reason I do that is because... Um, the way you design using layouts is you always start with extra small um, and then you start adding more and more breakpoints as you get larger and larger. So if you set everything to extra small and then you go full screen, then it will actually still be on extra small if you haven't added any break, any other breakpoints. Um, yeah, so anyway, if you understand flex design, that'll all make sense to you. Um, or just like grid design. Oh gosh, it's so hard to talk about this stuff because now we've got grid. So I can't say grid design because people start thinking CSS grid. Anyway, so for each section, first I do the skeleton. Then I add content to the skeleton. All right. So create the skeleton, add content to the skeleton. So the background colors are still, I still have background colors for these so that they're easy to see and distinguish. Then I set the positioning and aligning for the content. Okay, so create the skeleton, add content to the skeleton, set the positioning and aligning for the content. Then the last thing I do is style that content. All right, so by, by making this step-by-step, step, it's gonna be easier for me to teach, but it also means I have a process that I can execute on every single time I need to have a layout now. And it's wonderful. It's like, it's such a great feeling to know that I can now basically create any design I want. And if I follow this process, I know that it's just going to work. And it means that when I do hit those edge cases, I can sort of figure out where those edge cases are in these sections and kind of add that into the list. So like, um, as a, you know, in the second point of the list, I can be like, check for edge cases or whatever. And by the way, once I've done all of that on an extra small design, um, I'm sort of um, doing my, me oh, I should probably add this into the list actually. When do I do medium design? So add content to the skeleton, set positioning and aligning for the content. I should probably do it there. So I'll check that later on to see if it works. So I'll, I'm gonna type that in right now and um, add other screen and make it responsive, I might say, and make it responsive. So you guys are gonna be able to see this process when you actually do my getting started guide. But yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to mention that if you come up with a process for something, then it actually starts to be fun to iterate over it. So when you've got something super complex in your life and it doesn't just have to be coding, but this definitely applies to coding. Um just something like doing the dishes or doing your washing and it just kind of puts you into a bit of a frenzied sort of frantic um state. And for me, frankly, it kind of gives me a little bit of anxiety sometimes. If you come up with a process for it, then it actually starts to be fun. And it also means you can do things like put a podcast on, listen to a podcast where you're doing some of these things um, because you can sort of like enter autopilot a lot more easily. And so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. I really enjoy doing this podcast. I really enjoy, um, you know, letting you know the things that I'm learning in life and how they apply to coding as well. And if you enjoy, if you like this kind of stuff, if you like learning, um, if you like learning Quasar stuff through videos, then check out quasarcast.com slash register. 
Uh, that's where I do all of my Quasar videos and content. And by the way, when you go to that page, I'm going to ask you a question, which will be something along the lines of, if I could make one video just for you, what would it be? And this means that I create the right content on QuasarCast so that I'm creating content that you will actually enjoy and that people actually want to consume. So check out QuasarCast.com register. Answer that question so that I can create a video just for you. And I will see you in the next podcast. Thanks so much for listening.